Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Prosperity by the Pint. I am your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is a podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success all while having a cold beer. This week, I am sporting the beta version of the Prosperity by the Pine hat. Uh, we have shortly coming, I don't know what comes after beta, it's gamma or mega or something, uh, another version of the hat in a couple of weeks here. I'm looking really forward to it. It's got a leather patch on it instead, but I'm rocking the good old red, white, and blue Prosperity by the Pine hat today, and I'm drinking from uh, Hot Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, from Sweetwater Brewing Company, the Hop Hash Easy IPA. I have not had this beer, so let's give it a little taste. That's good. This is really good. Uh, I don't like that it's not clear. You guys know I like my, my beer clear if you've been listening for a while. Uh, it's a little dirty, but this is a uh, it's a good beer. It's hoppy. Uh, it's kind of piney, which uh, a lot of people don't like the piney hop taste. I do. Uh, to each their own, right? And this week, we are going to be talking about another timely topic. Last week, it was currencies. This week, it is uh, yield versus growth and how you should invest and understanding the difference. So uh, yield is interest. Interest is income. So uh, picture this. You buy a, let's just say you have a CD uh, and you buy a a CD with $1,000 and that CD pays you 2% interest. So every year that you have that CD, it's going to pay you 2% interest. That's the yield. The yield is 2% a year, right? So it's going to pay you, what, $20 a year every year until the CD matures? It's that simple. That's 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 yield. Yield is income um, and interest, right? So the opposite of that would be, um, you know, if you bought a house and you borrowed money in order to buy that house, you're going to have a yield uh, or an interest rate applied on that loan, right? And you're going to be paying that interest back over time. So, excuse me. So when we look at... Uh, yield versus growth. So yield is, uh, let me give you a couple of examples of yield investments or interest-based investments. So um, rental real estate. Uh, I should come back to that because you could, the property could appreciate, but if you buy a piece of property for $100,000 and you get $1,000 a month in rent, that's fantastic. That's $12,000 a year. That's 12% interest. You probably have some expenses. Let's say after expensive expenses, you're earning you know $9,000 a year on the property. You have a, a property that's yielding 9% a year. Pretty darn good. Um, not a bad, not a bad investment there. Bonds. Um, now, when you, if you don't remember, go back to our bonds episode. I don't remember what episode that was, but look through the list of episodes. I did an investing one on one episode on bonds. Now, when you buy a bond, you are literally loaning your money to a financial institution, a company, a, uh, a municipality, or a government. Could be a hospital, could be an organization. A lot of different people issue bonds. So if you buy a $10,000 bond from Coca-Cola and that has a 3% interest rate, basically, and it lasts 10 years, basically Coca-Cola is going to pay you 3% a year or uh, $300 a year every year until that bond matures and then they give you your money back. That 3% that you're earning, that $300 a year, that is your yield. That's your interest and that interest equals income. Um, dividend paying stocks, stocks can go up and down in value, but a dividend is usually a, uh, fixed number. They can adjust it quarterly, but they don't base it on a percentage. Although some companies try to target a percentage. Um, so a company might have a, uh, 14 cent dividend a quarter. And let's just say that works out to be, uh, two and a half percent a year. So they, they could be paying you a dividend of two and a half percent a year. 
bank accounts. Our bank accounts have terrible interest rates. Uh, for more information on that, listen to episode five, why you should fire your big bank. I just want you guys to know this is the second most popular episode I've ever done. So a lot of people hate big banks like me, I guess. Uh, so bank accounts, you know, you might have a, 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 a 0.1% interest rate on your bank account, but it is an interest-based investment. Obviously, we have bank accounts more for utility than for investment aspects, but that doesn't matter. So those are all kind of yield, interest, income-based investment vehicles, if you will. Now, a growth investment vehicle, uh, first what growth is. So if I buy a, um, my, I'll use my first house as an example. Uh, let's just say I bought my first house for $100,000. It was more than that. I'm not going to tell you how much, but it was more. I screwed. It. it was $220,000. Bought my first house for. I sold the house for something like $270,000. So the two twenty dollars to the two seventy dollars was growth on the value of my first home. Uh, that is a, that's purely growth. I didn't receive any monthly recurring or annual recurring income from the, from the purchase of the home. Uh, but I, but I did have a growth on the value. If I buy uh, Disney stock, and this is a good example. I did an, when I did investing 101 stocks episode, I don't remember what that number that was. I talked about how I own Disney. I still own Disney today. I bought Disney. I don't remember at what, maybe $68 a share. It's something well over a hundred dollars a share now. Uh, with that being said, it has grown, um, so that is, could be a growth-based investment. Um, Apple, actually, <clears throat> from 1995 to 2012, did not pay a single dollar, penny, anything in dividends, but that was one of the best investments of all time if you bought Apple in 1995 until 2012. It's actually not been a bad investment since then. I'm just saying one of the best of all time then, and it wasn't paying any income. So, uh, and then gold is a growth, considered a growth investment. Well, sometimes, uh, you know, you ever heard a commercial saying how gold's at 30 year size? That means if you bought it 30 years ago, it took until now to get back to even. Think about it. It's not paying you a dividend. It's not paying you interest. It just sits there. So uh, gold could be considered a growth investment. Just depends on the time period, right? So when you're looking at interest versus is growth, um, is interest pays a recurring revenue, recurring income growth. You're just looking for the value of said investment vehicle or object to appreciate in value. Beer break. So I, I just want to explain real quick why I always say beer break. So most of my listeners watch on YouTube or on Facebook and they're watching the video and they can see me take a drink of the beer. But if you're listening on a podcast and you're driving in your car, you might wonder why did he just go silent for like seven seconds and then start messing with your dial and you get in a car accident and crash and get hurt and then you sue me and I don't want that to happen. I also don't want it to be super awkward when you're sitting there with silence while I'm taking a sip of beer. So therefore, I tell you that I'm taking a sip of beer because you're not watching, you're listening. So you are welcome. Anyways, growth versus yield. Yield pays 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 interest. Uh, growth, you're just looking for the appreciation of value in the asset. A growth and yield investment may be rental real estate. I gave this as an example as yield before. But if you buy a, rent, a rental real estate piece of property and not only is it paying you income, but it appreciates in value, maybe the real estate market is going up for home ownership there, and then you, you could sell it for a profit, you're looking at a situation in which you have a, a, a growth and a yield-based investment. Uh, stocks that pay a dividend. I used Disney as an example earlier. Disney actually pays like a 2% dividend, so not bad. So they appreciate in value, and they're also paying me 2% cash flow a year. Uh, and then a, a bond. So bonds are very, very traditionally interest-only investments. But you could buy a bond and then sell it for a profit. You could sell it for a loss too. But 
Um, most of the time people hold it till maturity as opposed to selling it for a loss. But so all of these could be growth plus yield investments. Now, where this really comes into play is stocks. So I hear a lot of people, particularly coming at the precipitous of their, their pre-retirement planning period, and they want to shift to yield-based investments, investments that pay me a dividend because now they need their retirement portfolio not to grow but to sustain their lifestyle, to replace their income, right? So they want to buy dividend-paying stocks, and they want to buy bonds that pay a high interest rate and things like that because they don't want to sell anything. You don't want to sell anything out of your portfolio. They just want income. And that doesn't make sense, and here's why. All, not all, but most yield-based investments are correlated, which means when one goes down, they all go down. So if you're investing specifically for yield, um, let's say you're buying all dividend-paying stocks, well, most good dividend-paying stocks are in certain sectors, uh, consumer staples, uh, energy, financials, things like that, and they're all kind of correlated. So if that sector goes down, your entire portfolio goes down in value. So by spreading out the risk, this is where it just comes back to the, the diversification element. Spread out your risk by owning different assets and different uh, categories that do different things at different times in the, in the economic cycle. That way you're protected uh, to a certain degree, right? You can't, you can't completely get rid of investment risk, but at least you're diversifying. Diversifying helps mitigate some risk, right? So if you're looking at a scenario where you want uh, income from your portfolio, so that way you can sustain your, your, your current lifestyle into retirement and beyond. Don't look to just buy uh, yield or interest-bearing investments. Look to buy a combination of yield versus growth. In fact, there's been quite a few studies on this particular topic that show that when investors buy specifically yield-based investments for you know, producing an income, they're actually more likely to run out of money. Uh, Vanguard is, is, the, is the study that comes to mind. They did a study showing that the best route a, a consumer can take for investing for income is to invest for a combination of income and growth because of the broader diversification spreads out their, their, their risk a little bit. Um, now, I want to spend a second on negative interest rates because this is such a big topic right now. Negative interest rates are the uh, economic or market equivalent of the twilight zone. They make zero sense. It's bizarre beyond compare almost. It, and this happens in really weird economic scenarios. Like it happened in the United States during the economic crisis. We had negative interest rates for a very short period of time. But what happens is normally with a bond, follow me here, normally with a bond, you buy the bond and you're loaning that money to the municipality. Let's just say uh, it's the town that I live in, which is Fenton. So I buy a bond from Fenton, and because I'm loaning Fenton money to fix the road out front here, uh, they're going to pay me back my money over a set period of time, let's just say 10 years, and they pay me an interest rate, let's just say 5%. So they're paying me 5% interest for the privilege of using my money to cover their expenses, right? Now, that's a normal bond scenario. What a negative interest rate scenario is, and... This is happening right now in 11 countries. Over $1.5 trillion is invested in negative interest rate bonds. What a negative interest rate bond is, is I loan you my money. And when the, the duration of the loan is through, let's just say it's 10 years, you give me back less than my money. Negative interest rate. Meaning I am losing money for the privilege of giving you my money. 
I get it. It doesn't make any sense, right? So the German bond right now is a negative interest rate. So I think it's something like 97 cents on the dollar. You give, uh, you loan the, and it's not actually, they call it the German Bund, Bund, not the bond. German Bund is uh, is a negative interest rate. So if I loan Germany uh, $10,000 for the next 10 years, I'm only going to get back 97 cents on the dollar with no interest payments in between. I am literally paying for the privilege to just hand them my money for a little while. And this happens when investors are in a state of, uh, I want safety over anything else. So actually, Switzerland is the most extreme example. Their bonds are negative all the way up to 50 years, which means in Switzerland, if you buy a Switzerland 50-year bond, you are going to end up losing money guaranteed before you even factor in inflation. It is bizarre bond uh, beyond compare. Now, in comparison, in the United States, as of the filming of this episode, our interest rate on a 10-year bond is like 1.75%, which means if I loan the U.S. government uh, my money for the next 10 years, I'm going to earn 1.75% a year. That's pretty reasonable. It's actually really low compared to what it was a couple of years ago, actually just a year ago. But compared to these countries that are at negative interest rates, my God, this is, it, it, we're, we're high. <laughs> and, and that's a pretty historical, uh, historically low rate for the United States. So that's going to wrap up this week's episode. I get it was kind of a complicated topic, especially there at the end with the negative interest rates. It's something I encourage you to Google. Shoot me an email if you, uh, if you have a question on it or send me a message on Facebook Messenger. I um, hope you guys are enjoying the episodes. Don't forget to tune in, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe, wherever you listen. That's where we are. Cheers. <laughs>